and welcome to the Owners and Operations Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Andrews, a generational accounting firm owner rebelling against all the rules of the traditional accounting firm. My husband, Jake, and I transformed our accounting firm so that we no longer work overtime, even during tax season, without losing a dime of revenue. Now, we teach other accountants exactly how we did it and what we continue to learn about business ownership and life along the way. We want to educate and empower firm owners to make changes that will give them back their time to enjoy their lives and strategies to grow their profits. We record all of our sessions live in our private Facebook group. So head on over to the show notes to join the group and to join in on our discussions. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our live stream slash podcast. I'm Erin Andrews, uh, owner Jake and I, my bay right here, um, my side piece. You're not my side piece. I guess you're not actually a side no. piece. My side piece isn't here. He's another place. Somewhere here. else. Maybe a she. Maybe she's my side piece. I don't know. He. <laughs> we, <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We own Straight Line Accounting Advisory, and um, this is Owners and Operations, um, accounting firm, owners for 15 plus years second gen owners. My sister is here, Kate Honan. She is not an accountant. She would like everybody to know. She just looks really good and creates great content. So we like to have her on. And Andrew Berg, I've known you for how long? Like 11 years? Yeah. Yeah. 10 plus years. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. And he's out of Philadelphia. Something like yeah. That. If you can't tell mm-hmm. from his accent. So Andrew, why don't you just introduce yourself? Okay. Thanks for having me. Uh, Andrew Berg. I am one of the owners of Berg Advisors, a 100% virtual firm originally out of the Philadelphia area, now across the country and the world. Now our staff are and clients. Um, and this is my dog, Baxter. Um, so um, we are kind of a next gen uh, firm uh, called Firm of the Future. I guess some of that's because of our flexibility, our technology, our, fl- our virtualness. Um, and I've been in accounting for 30 plus years. Uh, don't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> and as uh, was already mentioned, uh, I've known everybody here on this call. Well, maybe not Kate, but for many, many years. So yeah, a lot of the same feelings about our industry. Yeah. Yeah. I know we, we talk about it quite a bit through our little accounting gang chat. So mm-hmm. yeah, Katie, did you have something to say? I do. I have a question. And Jake, if you'd like to try to answer this one, or you, Andrew, why did the homeless man move into an apartment? No clue. No clue. What is it? Because he was thinking outside the box. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that's so Um, bad. That's good. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. I love homeless people. I'm sorry. (laughs) Canceled. Yeah, yeah. Right away. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So great. So the reason, so you're the reason why we wanted to talk to you aside from, we just like you is I know through the years we've just, I've, you know, talking and just seeing what you've done. Um, I keep posting on the thing like you're outside of the box, but you have like a, you have an accounting firm, but it's like different, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not the traditional firm by any means. And especially since you've been in it for 20 plus years, mm-hmm. I do hold that against you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what, what is your opinion of the accounting industry? Why are you different? Like just, mm-hmm. just word vomit. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of this has come up probably familiar to both of you and a lot of other people listening in. You know, I started doing what everybody did 30 years ago, got into accounting and said, oh, you're going to do tax turns and bookkeeping and accounting. And before you know it, you're working 70 hours a week providing s- support to people that don't really want it. And it was just awful experience for me. And I went through the process over many years to 
build a firm that didn't do anything that I hated doing. So every single time I ran into something I couldn't stand doing, I'm like, we're not doing that anymore. And um, about 10, uh, 20 years ago, I met uh, my current partner, Meg, Megan Mary, who you both know. Yep. She's still my partner today. And she is not an accountant and brought into my our firm an experience outside the box, kind of like, what are we doing this for? Like, this is like insane to run a firm like this. And she started just being like, let's do this. Let's do that. And we just started trying to do stuff. And our clients loved it. And it was all about relationships. We form relationships with our client. I know everybody's gonna say, oh, I have a relationship with my clients too. No, we like know our clients. We know their children. We know what they do for a living. We want to have these strange relationships with our clients and be proactive and um, help them solve problems. And there's a lot of people out there that don't want that type of support. So we really don't want those types of clients in our firm. Um, doesn't fit our core. For me, it's all about wanting to get to know you and be part of your life and you be part of my life to some extent. And uh, it's just different. And we use accounting to help us help the, our clients solve their problems. Yeah. So uh, mostly businesses, very little personal, again, mm -hmm. because I don't love doing personal tax returns, except for my business clients. So everything is about just building a firm on stuff. I getting rid of all the stuff we hated doing. Yeah. So controlling what you work on, not having clients control basically everything. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you get, so Megan, I know it's not an accountant. How did you, how did she become a partner in your firm? It's a great question. So Meg started with me at a firm. It was a 20 plus something firm, people firm um, that had grown probably 10 people too large. Um, and uh, Meg started in that firm helping us from an administrative perspective and grew from there on her own, learning how to be a bookkeeper, mm -hmm. learning from there how to be an accountant, learning from there how to take over leadership responsibilities. And before you knew it and us being together for many, many years, it was just the, the right and natural conclusion to say you should be partner of the firm. So um, all of it was self-made. I mean, she's literally self-made. It's all I mean, you probably know, right? You get that person and they're just a sponge and they just keep taking yeah. and taking and taking. And that's what she has done over so many years. And her influence on the firm is just huge. So nowadays you'll hear people say things like, oh, we should ACH everybody's fees the first of the month, right? And that's like a normal uh -huh. thing. Well, she told like eight years ago, she said we should do that. And I'm like, no way. We're going to lose all of our clients. We can't ACH fees. And she's like, absolutely, we're going to do it. So we started doing it like eight years ago. And she was right. And for some reason, she just sees that kind of like real world outside of our not real world of account of public accounting and mm -hmm. says, let's just put this in. And it's worked out really well. It's probably because she's not in accounting that she can see things that we don't or other people, you know, in our industry don't. So because mm -hmm. I think accountants are so set in their ways, regimented. It's almost like a doctor, like in a way how you don't like, there's other things that come about like <laughs> with, with medical, you just, well, this is what I learned. This is what I know. So that's, it's, I think it's huge to have somebody that like that. We have Amber who doesn't, didn't start as an accountant and she's like a sponge and like, mm -hmm. you know, it's funny. Uh, how many firms have you talked to where they say things like, oh, well, utilization rate is so important. I'm like, utilization rate like i don't even know that number for no, any of my people what, i don't even what want is to that what is that <laughs> the utilization rate is how billable your time is to clients oh yeah right so yeah. your utilization rate in most firms you know these old school firms they want you to be like 75 80 percent 
billable. Okay. Yeah. It's like a productivity yeah. rate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't even track our our time, our staff's time. So I don't yeah. even know what that means. And I don't want to know what it means. For me, it's all about happiness and our clients happy. And are we being efficient? And are we flexible? Uh, so like getting shit done, like you're getting shit done. So, you know, they're doing a right, the right thing. Absolutely. Okay. So I hear those terms and I just think to myself, oh my God, like, you know, so again, I'm not sure what you guys are doing in your firm, but we don't track time. Cause again, I hated tracking my own time. So I said, I'm not tracking time anymore because I hate doing it. So I'm not going to make anybody else do it. And little by little, we've just created a firm. Where we don't do any of the stuff that I hate, like we or I hate doing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, um, you know, I, and I, I don't, I'm not a big name dropper person. I'm not going to name drop, but you know, I've been part of a lot of groups over many years. And one of the things I heard a long time ago, many years ago, was reduce friction. And when I heard that, I know was, who said that. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, when I heard that, I it was always coming from a perspective of reduce friction for your clients. And I said, why aren't I reduce friction for our staff too? Right. Everything should be easy for staff mm-hmm. and clients. So we've just done everything to make it flexible, have the best technology, have you be able to work when you want to work as opposed to, you know, you have to show up and this is when you work and you better track your time and you better be 75% utilized. And it's like, this is just craziness. So we've really pushed the envelope as it relates to just reducing friction across the board for everybody involved with our firm. So how is your employee retention rate with that? Literally kind of, that. Yeah. How, how is the rate with that kind of uh, philosophy? It's a great, that's an awesome question, you know, and I knew that somehow was going to come up in this call today. Um, we have a, we have a really good retention rate. People don't leave us because they are unhappy with what we do or mm-hmm. who we are and all that. Um, however, with COVID um, coming up, people have started to reassess their lives mm-hmm. and we've lost some people recently because they decided, oh, I want to go open my own business. Hey, I want to leave public accounting and go into technology. We've had that happen recently, but we go out and recruit our own staff um, and um, we do it very, very slowly because I've been through this like hire fast process, right? And you know what happens when you hire fast and you hire the wrong person, it's just awful. So we, I source them out myself through LinkedIn and have many, many, many conversations. We, uh, so we recently just brought on four new people, high end people who are all leaving those firms that I'm talking about, who are looking for firms like we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so our retention is very high as it relates to like, people leaving because they don't like us. Yes. However, we have lost people, people recently because of people reassessing their lives. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, you know, um, we were talking about before the call, right? Virtualness is great. It's great. 80% of the time it's great. 20% it's weird. You know, we use technology a lot to keep in touch with our team. So Teams is what we use and we're constantly on calls. And it's not unusual for somebody to just click that little video button and call almost like they're walking into my office if we had an office space. And um, it happens all day long. If we don't, if we have a person who doesn't do that, that's weird. And that person's not gonna survive. And then we'll do cultural things for people as well. Like last year we took our entire team to Disney um, to celebrate the year. This year we're taking everybody to Vegas. Knock on wood. Hopefully that'll be the right move. Um, <laughs> we're taking everybody, everybody makes it back. We're going to QuickBooks Connect in December with my whole team, which uh, will be um, fun. So 
we're just trying to do things to want to get people to be part of this team and want to be kind of different. Um, so it's a long answer. I hope it answered your question. Um, I kind of feel like we have really good retention. Um, the people who don't fit are the people who don't communicate well and don't use technology and they don't survive very long. long. No. Yeah. 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 Is there, go ahead. I was going to say, so the people that have started that come from traditional accounting firms, how have I have to move closer that come from traditional accounting firms. Have you, have they said anything? Like, have they like, I don't know. Complained like, like what is their feedback? I I can't believe life is different outside of working 80 hours a week during tax season, having a life. Mm. I don't know. It's so funny. I talked to people about what we do and like firms. So I talked about like three to five firms a week because I help other firms try to like figure out how to be a firm of the future and all. And I'm working with a software provider out there right now that puts me in front of these people to try and explain how we got to where we are. And didn't know this. Yeah. Um, I can tell you all about it if you want. Anyway, um, I talked to these firms and they don't believe me. They don't believe what we're doing. They don't believe that somehow we have the structure we do, including some of my friends who've been accounting for 20, 30 years, they're like, I don't believe it. So, but it's all true. And when I interview these people, I think they kind of almost like not necessarily believing it too. And when I go back through and speak to them after they've joined us and I said, is it everything we said it was going to be? Tell me what you think and all. They all come report back like, oh my God, I was working 70 hours a week doing cleanup projects that showed up on my desk last minute and those clients were never nice to me and now everything is in front of me all in the same place everything looks the same structured the same the clients are all nice i don't have to hug my tree before i walk in my house every day it's um <laughs> yeah it's crazy i think it's almost like maybe you have it similar too it's like yes. voodoo i don't think well, people believe what we do i actually oh. had a parent of a staff comment like do a review saying that their daughter has never been happier at a job like a parent mm-hmm. and she's 30 years old like <laughs> my staff member so mm-hmm. i didn't realize that i was like oh okay great mm-hmm. well and erin remember uh right before you actually started the facebook group you had posted in some tax accounting yeah. you know complaining group and said you know we do this with our staff and this 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 and this and we don't work overtime during tax season and your comment got reported as as spam as lies because so many people don't believe that it's possible like i think you were removed from the group because people thought you were uh, lying yeah there was one lady that was very very like adamant against what aaron's comment was she was like (laughs) extremely upset that she posted what she posted yeah like no And I remember our conversations where we would have together. And I remember seeing Jake's face every time we would have conversations about like tax and tax season. And and I just and I had the same face. Yeah. And every time I say to myself, why do I feel this way? I just got to get rid of it. I can't. And it's you know how it is. It's like a little bit about money. It's a little bit about trying to make sure you bringing in resources for the firm. It's a little bit about trying to keep your people busy. But in the end, if you don't have high-end leadership, it's all about Jake. It's all about Andrew. And at some level, it's just way too much. Mm -hmm. And um, I just don't understand why these firms don't believe that you can have this if you just start making those changes. And here's why, right? So, right, they're busy January to April. 
and then they don't work from May to July. And yeah. then they start all over again in August through October. And then it gets to November. And that's when they decide they're actually going to make changes. Right. The problem is they're not because it's only two months to go before you start this all over again. And you can forget it at that point. 100%. So. Yeah, also so have like th- such a fixed mindset. Like it's just like it can never change. Obviously, we're just just I gotta talk closer. Fixed mindset. So, um, what the hell was I just gonna say that was important? Let me let me ask a question. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I feel like you've done a, a really good job of setting standards. Mm. How do you go about doing that internally with your team? Because mm-hmm. I've, just over the years, just hearing just if when we're at a conference or. Mm-hmm. At like some kind of round table and there's an issue that's brought up you're just like mm. there's no way we're doing that not Got doing it, it. no way <laughs> how do you communicate that down right. to everybody to get buy-in with everyone yeah. thanks uh because i'm really fucking anal <laughs> <laughs> um i am a pain in the ass anal son of a bitch i am and you know i came up as an auditor a hundred years ago and i just said that i was so i wanted to make sure that if i was going to give people proper advice that the information had to be right and if it had to be right i had to be able to review it in a certain order so therefore we said this is how we do it you're doing it this way and every single client's going to look the same so we did this you know just like everybody else manually on paper with these thick binders you know and thankfully, we moved away from that many years ago to become paperless. And now we use a software called Canopy, who I think I mentioned to you, who I love. Yeah, love and it. we have this structure where everything is put in and looks exactly the same. And here's what I love about it is it's not just our accounting team. It's our tax team, too. So every single person on our team who does work goes to the same place to find the same information to do their work. It's all saved in the same location. So it's not like chasing paperwork. It's not looking to see. We can look up in Canopy the last time somebody spoke to that client and what they said because our emails are all connected. It's like, like, holy shit, like everything's in one place. So to me, it's all about just having that structure making sure the team knows that that structure exists and we are not going to accept you not following that structure and keep following up over and over and over to make sure that they're following our procedures. And, uh, you know, Jake, sometimes this is, you know, the hard part is trying to make people follow it without looking like kind of that, you know, that, that not nice person that, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not easy to do, especially virtually. Now it's like impossible, right? You got to tell them the why behind it, like explain, like, this is the end mm-hmm. result. Like everything's going to be simpler. Yeah. This is like a standard process. And then they mm-hmm. eventually see it. Yep. So we use the same, I use this terminology all the time. I say we're all on the same team and you got to imagine we're like an army and we're about to charge the enemy. The last thing I want to do is charge the enemy and be by myself. Otherwise I'm dead. That means everybody has to be on the same page moving together. Otherwise somebody dies. And I always say you have to, when you're doing your work, think about what you are going to do and how somebody else is going to look at it and whether or not they're going to be able to use it to be successful in the future. So we don't want our tax team to die because our accounting team did something shitty or vice versa. So it's all about how that happens and everybody stay together as a team, which is works really, really well for us now. Um, um, I think people come on board and they look at it. They're like, they look at Canopy. It's mm-hmm. like crazy. They look at it and they're like, what? Your program does all of these things all in one place. They're like, really? This exists? And I'm like, how do you not know it exists? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, Jake, the answer is constant, constant 
badgering and education on we this is how we do it and this is why we do it so somebody else doesn't get killed i have a quick question do you wear that helmet behind you when you talk about going into battle (laughs) it's my gladiator helmet i've only had it on i've only had it on once because it hurts it's got like a spike on the inside yeah so uh yeah you know um i will say this and it's funny i got this comment this week from my team uh, I used to get in costume once a month for my team and every month we would have a team call and I would be in costume related to whatever month it was and what was going on. And then they, I stopped doing it. And the, and the comment this week was, we really need to go back to doing that again. Yeah. And my costumes were all like it's a good idea, crazy stuff. And, and, and I know it sounds weird, right? It sounds weird. It doesn't, like it doesn't. But it's it all about being weird. vulnerable. Just like I am like a normal person. I know I'm your boss, but I'm a normal person. Let's just like, have a normal relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So um, yeah. just trying to break down walls. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's some people that didn't think it was funny, but whatever. Well, that's um, definitely thinking outside the box, wearing a costume <laughs> to the thing. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You get to do different things now just because we're not working in the same space. So it's it's hard to build those relationships the same Ab- way as we normally would. Well, Absolutely. Also, like going back to um, non-traditional accounting firm, how do people expect to recruit newer graduates that come and they expect, like, I hate the term work-life balance now. They do not want to give up their personal time. I don't, any time of the year, like occasionally over like 45 hours is fine, but it is going to be impossible to recruit when they're, when there's jobs you can have now, just work online as many hours, like whatever, just go be an influencer or whatever and make money. Go go get big on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I know we, we, we just try to be intentional, you know, how, right. So now I'm saying words that you guys know, these words intentional about our technology and our procedures, because we know it's all about trying to be more efficient and then be able to attract the young talent. Otherwise where, what's this firm going to be when I get too old to want to do this any longer. And to me, it has to be built for the people who are coming up. They all are about technology. They're all about flexibility. They're all about spending their time doing what they want to do and like to do. So to me, it's all about those efficiencies. So for example, we have a presence in the Philippines. I think you guys know that. Yeah, so we spend, I want to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah for sure. Or now. Or now. Stuff, yeah, we send a lot of stuff overseas. Um, they are um, uh, as good as the U.S. people were. I mean, let's say the, the good as the U.S. people are without the BS, you know, 15 years ago, you know, we would have all those people available to us. Now it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Some of the people we have to bring on board and they're just amazing. But we keep it light and we keep it structured what they do and what they can't what they don't do. And we keep them in the box. That means when it comes back to our team, it looks the same all the time. It's not like, oh, could you do this one little thing and surprise? And before you know it, it comes back and it's a total mess and everybody's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. We just say, this is what you do and in the box. And it works out really great. And here's the reason why. We want our team in the US to be able to have their time to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm not bank feeds, right? Not reconciliations. And you know, as well as I do, right? You do a bank feed, the likelihood is that 80% of it's going to get done right, no matter who does it, right? Yeah. 80%, 20% wrong. And if you give somebody the right tool to go find the stuff that's wrong, in theory, they're going to be able to do that with a lot less time. And mm-hmm. we've got, we're working with another program that I love. I don't know if you guys are familiar with called Keeper. So there's a no, new well, that's, pro- yeah. Keeper Security? 
Uh, no, Keeper. Oh. It's a, a it's an accounting based software program. It's, it's kind of new to the market. It's been around for about a couple of years. And the thing I love about it is this is you know you're gonna think I'm crazy, right? No. So it, it it keeps track of all of our accounting related task management because you know doing outsourced accounting on a monthly basis is different than doing year end closes. And we need to keep track of that monthly and quarterly, right? So it's a yeah. lot of a lot of tasks. This software has it built in so that our administrative team and our accounting team and our bookkeeping team can all work together in the same place. So our admin team goes and fetches bank statements and yeah. it says when that's all done. And then our account bookkeeping team does their work and says when that's all done. You know, mm-hmm. we have software that does all that. But the program connects directly to QBO files. So it drags in up-to-date information and provides basic advisory services using AI. Shut the this front sounds door. like, have you checked out or seen Uplink? It sounds just like <laughs> Uplink. It sounds no. exactly like Really? Yeah, I was just uh, on the website again. It skips that step of all of the data entry and just drags all the data and yeah. creates reports, which is like... Yeah. The thing I like about it was because I was talking about the, you know, 80% of the bookkeeping can be done by anybody. It'll have at the bottom of like one of the dashboards, it'll say something like, you normally put staples to office expense. However, this month it was put into travel entertainment. Are you sure that's right? Yeah. Yeah. Write this shit down, please. See, this is what I like. Like, this is your notebook. Get your notebook. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is what I like about you, Andrew, because we always are talking tech and like that's like, that's how you move forward, automate, automate processes. Yes. Yes. I actually have about them. The thing I like about them is we have the, you know, the founders ears. So we are like, Oh, you should do this. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, great. Love it. And, um, it's just created an atmosphere in our firm of kind of like the best technology, the best procedure and process to make again, all about the same thing reducing friction for our staff and clients and make them more efficient and give them time to do what they want to do. And I know it sounds crazy. It's expensive. You know, don't get me wrong. Technology is expensive. People are expensive, but the reality is it's not an expense and it's an, it's an investment. It's an investment. So you, um, I'm sort of going to pivot in a way, but not really. You have a niche. So we talk about on this, on this podcast and really every, our courses, niches or riches are in the niches. Mm-hmm. So you also, and I'm assuming that really helps your standard, your processes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your niche? Cause, and I know yeah. what it is, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the interesting thing about our niche, uh, our niche is e-commerce, uh, before anybody oh, knew, you. yeah, thank you. Before <laughs> anybody even knew about e-commerce during the pandemic, we were in e-commerce. Um, the thing I love about being in, in e-commerce is that, Everybody who does bookkeeping thinks they can do e-commerce bookkeeping, but it's not as simple as you think. It's not simple. No, it's it's right. not simple. You have to specialize in that yeah. for sure. So we, we love it. Uh, and we've been able to connect into Amazon and Shopify and all the different processes and procedures to make it so that we can do it and be able to handle people with obviously the number one concern there is inventory. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's every business is inventory, right? That's like, I mean, I think it's, Five times a week, I have conversations about why is my gross profit number different every single month? And it's like, well, let me tell you about your inventory. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I literally never say the word inventory. So thank you. Yeah. I'm glad about that. So, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, so we specialize in it. It's not the only thing we do and on purpose. We love working in every industry because we love to hear what people are doing and bring it back into all of our other clients mm-hmm. and say, oh, you yeah. know what I just yep. learned? You should consider doing this. So we do have a niche in e-commerce and love it. It's, um, you know, tech, right? Tech, tech. But then 
COVID broke out and everybody all of a sudden opened up an e-commerce business. Sure did. And it went explosive, obviously, in 2020, 2021. 2021 wasn't such a great year. Now it's settled back because of the economy. Mm -hmm. However, um, I think it's the way of the world. It's the future. It's the future. Because even like we sell courses now, workshops, that's technically Mm e-commerce. And I really don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool. It's 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 really cool. My team likes it, and uh, you know, it uh, it is there is a learning curve though. I mean, there is a learning oh, curve yeah. for new people, but uh, you know what? It's the same any, thing I say. Right? Any industry but, though will have a learning yeah, curve. Like we do job like, costing right. and stuff like that. That's a learning oh, curve. For sure. But it's like a puzzle. I say I love doing puzzles, right? It's a puzzle. Everybody does the puzzle the same way, right? You open the box and you find the corners and edges, and then cheat off the box, right, and work your way in. Anybody that does a puzzle any other way isn't doing the puzzle the right way. So to me, pick a client, find the corners and edges, right? In that mm-hmm. client, get yourself up to speed and figure out how to learn how to do it. It's not yeah. that, not that we hard. Sh- we should do a puzzle together because I'm always telling my kids to start with the corners and edges and they don't listen to me, but they're really good at puzzles, whatever. Right. <laughs> they're savages. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Um, so, um, but- well, I have another question. So- Oh, you're. Re- I see what you're. I'm, I'm looking at. Jake, I see what you're. I'm also doing. coming up with my own. Okay. Stealing all my questions. I'm not, I'm not stealing them. There were my questions too. Well, there so, must be good ones, Jake. <laughs> um, okay, I, I'm a traditional accounting firm owner. I heavy personal tax clients. Um, working my ass off. Not like some technology. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not collecting fees before I e-file or upfront. Um, wh- where am I? What What is my firm like in five years? Mm, it's a great just- question. I've said privately, and some maybe in my own head believe that technology is going to eventually prepare the low end tax turns if they're not already being done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to take over. It's only a matter of time. And I would never want to be put out of business by a piece of technology. So to me, it's all about adapt and change. And you might remember, I think we were, I was at one of these seminars once, one of the groups we were part of. And I remember somebody was asked, somebody raised their hand at CPA and he said, I'm all annoyed about these bookkeepers who are taking away my business and because they didn't have to go through all the training in CPE like I had to, right? And I remember the leader was like hesitant how to answer and he's looking around the room, see if anybody had an answer. And I was kind of ready to raise my hand. And yep. He was kind of like, don't, don't answer it. And I was huh? like, through that, I'm going to answer it. Yeah. And I said, listen, I wonder what the owners of BlackBerry were thinking when they heard that the iPhone was coming out. Mm-hmm. And the reality of the situation is adapt and change. Otherwise, you're going to be put out of business. Yeah. That's just the way I feel. And, yeah. um, you know, somebody like that might be like, well, how do I adapt and change? Right. Like how? Because you're in this cycle. How do you adapt and change? To me, I think it starts with you raise your fees, you lose 25 percent of your business. You make the same amount of money, but you gain all that time to start thinking yep. about yep. what to do with your business mm-hmm. to be able to modify it. And then you do it again. And then mm-hmm. you do it again. And then you do it again. Yep. And before you know it, you're like, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is a great time for that because we're going into tax season. I actually just had this conversation with somebody else yesterday. I was like, mm-hmm. just just raise your fees. Just raise mm-hmm. them, especially for new people. And if you lose like 25% of your business, that's okay because you're actually mm-hmm. making more with less. She was like, oh, yeah. you just have to start though. You just have to do it. And don't. it's scary at the prospect of losing clients, but mm-hmm. it's... It actually works out. I remember when we sold our individual tax business, um, like the, you know, it was like 450, 500 clients. 
we did the math on how many business clients would replace that annual revenue. Mm. It was like one, one, one business client for every like 20 personal clients, yeah. or maybe even it was just, it, I was like, Oh, no mm. brainer now. And we yeah. made it up like that. Cause we can not to mention, and not to mention a lot of those firms, right? So it's all condensed into one same, the same time frame. You have to do mm-hmm. that work, yep. right? You're fighting with people to give you information. You know, that battle just is awful. <laughs> And then if you're not charging them up front, you're waiting to collect your fee. Like what model is that? Yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah. You, you don't go, you don't, you don't go to Walmart and like do all the, and then not pay. It just doesn't make any sense to it. me. Trying to, uh, Corby, uh, Corby came out with a report. They've been doing a ton of research related to what we were just talking about with how is technology going to affect, especially 1040s. And their projection is like, I think it's over 60%. I'm pretty sure of personal tax returns will just be some bots going to be doing them mm-hmm. I think so too. in the future. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm a, I'm a younger millennial and me and Aaron were talking about this the other day. Like we can go on Amazon and I can order everything in my house from like food to medicine, pictures, to a, food. to a pool cleaner, to pictures. People my age and people 10 years younger than me are not going to call an accountant. They're just not going to. They're going to do something where they can click three times and their thing is done. And whoever comes out with this program, if it's not already out there, is a person that's going to make the money. The people who are stuck doing these personal tax returns for 150 bucks are not going to be there. I know. They just won't. Gary V said this. He brought this up probably, it was years ago now. He said this exact thing. He, He's like, you're going to go to your Alexa in your kitchen and be able to just say, hey, Alexa, and ask for a brand for whatever thing that you need, and it's going to show up yep. at your door. It's the same thing with accounting. Oh, she's talking to us now. So yeah, she's talking Alexa, to us shut right up. <laughs> So it's yeah, the same thing. I, it's just, I, I, Jake, it's, it's, it's not if, it's when. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And anybody yeah. who doesn't believe that is just burying their head in the sand. It's, it's yeah. So we've decided, look, I'm not, I don't want to be in that area because I don't want to be that way. And funny what you said. Um, Kate, a moment ago, right? So we went in e-commerce, right? And of course, all the people who opened up e-commerce businesses were somewhere between 16 years old and 25 mm-hmm. years old, yep. mm-hmm. right? So now me, the 50-year-old old man, telling a 16-year-old that you need to file a tax return because you made $100,000 in your e-commerce and him saying, well, I got to go ask my mom. I'm just like, <laughs> like nobody cares what I do. Like nobody <laughs> cares about that. They don't. Yeah. Like they might when I tell them they owe a bunch of tax, but they just really don't care. Yeah. Certainly not proactively. Yeah. So you're right, Kate. It's it's it's, it's in and Jake. It's if uh, it's not if it's when, when it's going yeah, to happen. Yeah. And um, honestly, you know, it taxes. I don't want to disparage taxes. There's definitely a lot of people out that are really good at tax. Yeah, it's so needed. What? Absolutely, tax knowledge is needed. But I think sure. more in the planning stage than in yes. the preparation the, stage. The tax return is an end product. That is mm-hmm. a product that we produce after all of our work during the year mm-hmm. prior. That is, the tax return is nothing. That's yep. that's just whatever. It's the I other agree. stuff that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree. And also, so the the reason why we also brought up the Amazon thing, Kate and I were talking about, is I just believe firms <laughs> like when I go to the, another benefit of Amazon is. Like we said, we can get everything at one click, but it's everything. So even if like we offer tax, bookkeeping, payroll, advisory, but now even if I don't offer HR, I'm going to partner with someone that offers HR. I'm going to partner with a financial advisor. So I can say, you you want these services? We have a whole network and they're going to be like, okay, done. 
just mm-hmm. sign me up because mm-hmm. that's what they want too. They want ease of like ease yeah. of access, one ease of use. They don't want to get my tax return to give to my mortgage person. Mm-hmm. No, that's already done. So mm-hmm. building that network with other professionals in that area, I think is mm-hmm. huge and like, like a wedding planner in a way, but automatic. I know. Yeah. It's just unlocking the doors for people. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys aren't doing personal taxes anymore at all or just no, work like business clients? We do, but for not, our business clients. not nearly as many as we were. Like we were doing like 900, almost, 900. we were trying to work. We were getting close to a thousand at one point. Yeah. And now we're doing just our business clients and a small group of other clients, not, not a, less than We've got a couple hundred tops. Maybe. Wow. That's, and I, that's I why I, keep, I get shocked because I have conversations with people like, you know, like, like I, I do a little bit of taxes and I get people to join my firm and they're like, you only do 120 personal tax returns? I think that's like ours. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like us. Crazy yeah. small number. Do you use a piece of software to do help you do your business tax returns? Besides Thompson, of course. Do you use a piece of software to help you prepare an ultra tax or you just prepare it in ultra tax? Tell me more. We are old school. Uh, we've tried sure tell me prep. More. We've tell me more. Sure prep twice. Sure prep, sure prep was our was the bane of my existence. Ah, uh, right? yeah. We tried I, that too and had a bad experience with our 1099 divs. It was yeah. It was just taking what do you, longer. So what do you do? So uh we're about to launch a new piece of software. And uh, Thompson used to have a piece of software that did this, and we don't use Thompson anymore except for a few products. Um, but there's a program out there that we're looking into now called Tally4. And what Tally4 does is after you close the books in QBO, yep. you upload the QBO directly to the program. And the program has combos already set up. You push a button and it sends it to UltraTax to prepare the tax return for you. So you're not, but you're not using Thompson. What are you using for t- no, tax? It puts oh. it directly. In okay. The so you are using, t- okay. You're just not using other. Okay. No, but instead don't. of compiling it by hand and doing combos by hand, okay, and you, typing yes. it in, it's signing up. Automatically we, just, we just paid, we just paid over. for telling. We just paid for right. yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, well, does it make sense to spend five or $6,000 for a program like that? Then I'm like, all right, well, if it saves us one hour per tax return, then it means it's probably going to save us about a hundred 200 hours. Is that yeah. worth it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah that's worth it. And that's yeah. what it keeps every time we analyze what we're going to do. That's what we keep saying when we're going to invest is, does it make sense to be able to save a hundred, 200 hours by spending $5,000? Yeah, that's an week? employee base. Like that's like a part-time like inter- data entering stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So you have been on We've like- We've actually been looking for that because we, yes. we we use Thompson, but we don't use ACS, so we can't import. Right. So- That's what we used to use is ACS and it was pretty good and all that, but mm-hmm. then we walked away from it, obviously. Yeah. So we've been looking for it as well, but that this program is, uh, we I, we test run, test ran it, loved it, and now we're actually going to move forward and, and use it. Awesome. For okay. That's good to know. That okay, out. good. That's we're cool. going to, good. We have some time too. And you know what? Um, Here's the interesting thing. Sorry to interrupt you no, again. No, no, you, know, you know, one of the comments I always get from Meg is, can't we just stop and not change software? Like, we're like, we're on <laughs> nope. LastPass. I'm like on LastPass and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at maybe Practice Protect or whatever it is. And and and, and I said, you know, the only constant uh, here is exactly. change. We'll all- Always. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that we're always looking and changing. And I know that that's tough, but the goal is to continue to make things more efficient on a regular, yes. on a regular basis. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I know it's hard for people because they, people want to settle in and say, that's where we are. And then all of a sudden we're changing, but yeah. 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 It's yeah, just a job in itself. Just trying oh, to it keep is. up with all of that. It is. Because mm-hmm. it's just every week there's something. Oh yeah. It's just managing update. it a little better. Like, mm-hmm. like I used to just be like, implement this now, implement this now. <laughs> 
And, mm-hmm. and like Amber, she's our director of ops now was like, listen, we have to plan this shit out. Like you can't mm-hmm. just be like, Aaron, just do it right now. Like slow I, your roll. So mm-hmm. we still do it. We just try to plan it out a little bit more now, but we're always same way. Like if someone's like, Oh, what, what, what programs do you use? I was like, do you want the entire list <laughs> or like, cause I think it's around 50. Yeah. Right? That's the tough part about what happens in our industry, right? There's no like this is it right there. standards. There's all different programs doing all similar things out there. And yes. it's really hard. So people ask me also my tech stack and I have my tech stack like on a, you know, a whatever PowerPoint presentation so mm-hmm. people can see it and all that. And um, again, it's intentional on purpose. And I think people look at it and like, how the hell do I get from 50 down to six or seven? Mm-hmm. And um, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part that's not easy is trying to analyze all the different programs to figure out which one fits best for you. Really, yeah. really hard. I wish there was a way in our industry Maybe there is. Maybe this is it, right? It's us mm-hmm. saying this is what you should do out there, be su- more more successful, more efficient. Mm-hmm. Is somebody out there saying these are the programs that I use? I know it how it works. We can yeah. help you implement it if you want. Whatever. It's helping accounting firms instead of helping our clients. We help each other. Absolutely. Right. That's that would be so great if like five of you got together and compared all your lists and what they do and mm. figured Let's do out it. what was We can the get best. a panel out there. Oh, I would love that. Because there's count. Be so awesome. people, like you're a canopy firm. I have I know tons of people that love count. Mm-hmm. And like we actually still use practice for wow. pro- project manage for, for just client project management. Cause I actually do use all the um the like reporting. I just haven't because we still track every single second of everyone's day. We do. For some reason. We do. Uh, so, you know what? I, you, I, Andrew, you're going to talk to me about that. <laughs> you're going to convince me not to. Uh, okay. Practice for me. The thing about practice was mobile. I like being mobile. Oh, it's that's that's the problem. Me crazy. And the thing I yeah. love about Canopy, I'm not saying other firm, other software doesn't have yeah. the same thing. Is that I have all the functionality on my phone mm-hmm. that I have on my computer yeah. sitting on my sofa, and I just love oh, wow. that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's 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 definitely. It's like, I almost like feel embarrassed when I say that we use it. It's just like, we finally got our billing like really well the past year and a half, like the, mm-hmm. the structure, like how we do it internally. Mm-hmm. And I, so we're just waiting. That's our next program to switch, but we're a huge HubSpot firm. So I'm trying to get something that integrates with HubSpot yep. um, too. So it, it's just very difficult mm-hmm. um, for we us. We use HubSpot too. And we, yeah, you do? Uh, we uh, zap, we zap between. Zap your, you do? Yeah, and um, you do okay. And Office three sixty five, yes. Okay, okay, that's what we are. Office three. Okay, we're gonna have to look into that. But we we could definitely do a tech stack. um, Yeah, we should. Like, like thing. We'll go over maybe Uh, like four different like topics. I would show my whole thing. I would show my screen. Yeah. I think because I think, like I said, I think people don't believe me. No. So you have to show them almost like just so they can see that it's true. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know, one of the things I'm on a uh, webinar, uh, like I said, with accounting today, and I think the subject is about work paper management. And then I, with Joe Woodard, I was on a, we- a webinar, again, talking about work paper management. So it seems like it's a hot topic is how do I get stuff in the one place so that people can access that information to be more efficient and it just seems like it's starting to become a very very hot topic and thankfully canopy and or our systems have the ability for us to be able to do that um uh but i it's not easy it's i'm not just easy. always confused by that topic because i don't know if we just always had good folder structure and like internal structure i just never understood why work paper organization was so difficult for people like i know you would do it well we just you don't really go in sharepoint much 
I don't do client work. That's probably why, like, but like, Aaron's oh, like, it's no problem. I haven't it's seen it. It's great. Years. We do a great job of it. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck's wrong? I wanted to throw my laptop out the window this morning. Yeah. Trying to find yeah. Stuff I mean, working. Jake, think about it from this perspective, right? How many times you go to prepare a tax return and somebody says, here's the closed trial balance and it's still missing five, six, seven oh, other God. things that you need, whether yeah. it's number of W-2s yeah. or the book to tax calculation or depreciation differences, right? So you got to yeah. start. And you got to stop and you start and you stop and you're like, what? So we just built a system where we eliminated all of that so that everybody is, everything's done. So our tax team can just basically go in and just prep beginning to end, no start, stop. And everything's built into the same exact system. Again, yeah. sounds like voodoo, but again, everything's based on what I hated. I hated stopping what I was in the middle of because somebody forgot to give me the number of W-2s. Yeah. So now right. it's one of our folders is mm -hmm. put in here, the number of W-2s for that client. And everybody knows that we have to do that. So process. are you doing the webinars coming up or are we already on them? Uh, Joe's was two weeks ago, okay. uh, back to back. And accounting today is uh, November 1st is coming up. Okay. And so uh, maybe I guess... <laughs> I thought we had a great work papers process, but it's not bad. We, just, we have folders for like literally every, we got a payroll folder. We have a bookkeeping folder. We have a 1099 folder. We have a tax folder. We have, it's just too, it's almost too much at so, this point. So we're yeah. going to take your webinar. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Are you guys doing payroll or you just have to have No, we do payroll. Really? We sold our payroll business in 2000. Also into that or 19, like a year after we sold the individuals and we took it all back. Wow. Yeah, that was fun. So wait, like internal, like 941s and W2s? We and use all? ADP run wholesale. So, um, but we like know how to manage them because we started using them in 2008, switched back to ACS like in 2012, then went back to run wholesale. And I, so I was like part of one of the beta when they first mm -hmm. came out. So I like knew the ins and outs and I had like relationships with people. So we don't trust them. But we know how to keep them in check. Do you know what I mean? I, I totally get it. So yeah. it, it that's the only reason why payroll works. The problem, like with Massachusetts, mm -hmm. is it's so comp. There's so much. Um, they have mm -hmm. so much. It probably similar. I don't know what Pennsylvania is like, <laughs> but there was so much, so much tax. It mm -hmm. wasn't like Florida. Like who cares? There's no mm -hmm. there's no state income tax. But like there was just so much involved, we couldn't mm -hmm. like not yeah. be involved. So. Pennsylvania has the worst local tax structure. Okay. We don't have local. Thank God we have no local. Or second tax. large. Yeah, actually, you're right. Because yeah, we had a, a PA employee yeah. and like New they were, it was, uh, it was a street. nightmare for us too. Yeah. So we stopped doing payroll too. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore either. Yeah. Again, we, same reason, 941s, you know, then tax notices. And I'm just like, I I'm, not, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, so if you don't like doing it, don't do it. Yeah. We Amber, yeah. Um, we, and we actually use JustWorks, another technology to handle, um, you know, the PEO. Uh, yeah. Well, for white collar businesses, I don't know if they do blue collar because of the workers comp piece, but yeah, yeah it's a PEO and yeah. just, just, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> I do don't, priorities. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't envy you being involved in payroll. Oh, I, I don't do any of it. So it's fine. It's small. It's not, we don't, it's really for our current clients. We don't really, we don't go after it. We're not like we're a payroll it. business. It's right. just an add on. So it the way we have it set up now is but like before, before we sold it, we had one person doing payroll. She was a payroll. That was like a nightmare. So mm -hmm. all of our bookkeepers know it. Like they all do it. They, so, um, yeah, right. it's something Amber was like, I, we're never selling this again. We have to. And I was like, right. all right, well, you want to manage it? Go ahead. So. so what happens if a client comes along and says, Hey, I want you to do my payroll, my stuff. And I'm using Intuit payroll. No. They have to switch. They have to switch. Exactly. If they come on as a client, they have to switch anyway no to us. We do not take on. I will not. 
Like QuickBooks payroll is the worst payroll processor literally mm-hmm. on the planet. So awful. And you know what? People make think it's great because it's connected to the their software. But it once you have a problem, you are screwed. You can't screwed. get anybody yep. on the phone. It's awful. I agree yeah. with you. I won't take them on either. No, it's literally the worst. I hate QuickBooks mm-hmm. payroll, like yeah. with a passion. We're the same way. Yeah. I kind of hate Intuit in general, but Mm. Again, we are not sponsored by Intuit. I think I say this every yeah, time. Every, every, every time. <laughs> <laughs> or Thompson. Got it. Oh no, God. I get it. That's oh funny. Um, so you you do advisory, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of advisory. Um, um, something I really like doing. Um, so we can do anything from coaching to um, helping people from an outsourced CFO controller perspective if it's necessary, if somebody wants it. Um so we will do as high end as that mm-hmm. for our clients, which is a very high end expensive service and clients that really need it and want it. Um, as And then all the way down to our lowest level client, every client is expected to get some level of advisory. Okay, so when we close our clients monthly or weekly, we don't just send a deliverable. The goal is to give them some sort of feedback on what we're seeing, ask question, which is low level advisory. And then we want to be on calls with our clients at least quarterly where we're having these type of feedback because something always comes up in the call. So I call that advisory too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, like I said earlier, you know, thinking maybe now it'd be more helpful to help other accounting firms, not just clients. So I don't know if that feeds into advisory and whether that's going to be something in the future or not. Yeah, but so what are you, so obviously we're trying to, we've talked about this a lot. Um, that's what we want to do now is just help our industry. Cause like mm-hmm. the great resignation, it's people aren't going into our industry. People are literally dying at their desks mm-hmm. because they have to get that one last tax return done on April 16th mm-hmm. and they're dead. It's just like kind of wild. And I think, I think that we are in the best position to help out business owners Mm -hmm. because of our knowledge. And I don't, I think our industry is so underserving businesses because they're just sitting and doing the clicks and doing tax Mm -hmm. returns. The value is like this and like Mm -hmm. helping people. And we Mm want to really change the stigma. Like there's Mm -hmm. some really cool young people that come into this and like help business owners, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to because they're stuck yeah. doing this shit. So yeah, yeah. we want to help accounting you know, firm owners. Yeah. So you know how it is, right? We don't all share because we think somebody's going to steal our clients, right? So that's the first thing is kind of like, well, I don't need another accounting firm looking at my stuff, right? Yeah. That has to be broken apart first. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. I'm not here to see your clients. I just want to help you. That's number one. And number two is I feel like um, you're right. Uh, people don't necessarily want to be told, here's what you need to do. They also they need your hand held through the process to feel comfortable it's going in the right direction. And I'm a really good hand holder. And mm-hmm. I like people to feel comfortable that they chose that technology, but here's how you set it all up. Whereas a lot of the thought leaders in our industry are just kind of saying, here's what you should use, kind of good luck. And uh, um, not not disparaging any of those. Some mm-hmm. of those people are really awesome at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like there needs to be another level of helping these people that is more grassroots. Yep. And that's kind of where I feel like. So are could- you like when you meet with accounting firm owners, because I actually had no idea you're doing this, like mm-hmm. I said. What are you, are you doing the technology aspect? Like, cause we have a course like for foundations and things like that. We're developing like a more high, like a deeper dive course with some workshops, mm-hmm. but we're not like, and that's basically hand holding them through things. But technology is something that we haven't like really got there's processes, mm-hmm. but not technology, but what, I guess, what are you doing? So um, most of them, my introductions have come because of Canopy, you know, Canopy okay. has watched what I did and know that I'm a raging fan and love it. 
and they get people who are um, want to are looking at maybe being a future canopy customer, okay. at, but they're they're they are reluctant, and they will say, "Hey, why don't you speak to Andrew, who has been through that and who's a firm owner?" And I get on these calls, and the call is supposed to be initially to start talking about canopy and how we use canopy and how it can help them, but the call always goes always. in the direction of how did you get to this process and how did you how did you how did you because it's not just about software there's processes you need to set up in advance so that's where most of the calls have come from although now i've been on more and more webinars and the calls are just emails are coming directly to me now um and i'm just trying to just be helpful without knowing what intention i'll have you know to you know turn it into a business right now it's a kind of a hobby right to help people and then maybe eventually be a business but you're right um i feel like um uh, aaron that we're in the best position right now to not only help clients, but to help these firm owners because we're real, right? And these people are not spending $10,000 or $12,000 a year to be part of a group, to be told what to do. So when they go back and have no free time, they don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need need people like us who have been Mm -hmm. through this, who are like, listen, this is what you need to do. I'll be right there with you through all the steps. And I just feel like it needs people like us. Yeah. And like, we're not people that just like, we just started in our firms and we think we're the best. Like we are talking obviously to other people in our industry constantly. So we're just taking what we've learned and share, like yeah, sharing what we're like, doing. Like I, I am not an original. I mean, I, do I have my original ideas? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But like, these are tried and true things that our, our colleagues have been through. Um, mm-hmm. Carrie Duke just asked a really quick question about how to market and get more services. Uh, Carrie, we actually had an awesome marketing um, chit chat last Friday was what actually an awesome one. And it's going to be, it's available on our podcast today and we have a lot of other marketing things, but Andrew, I guess if you want to really quick, just how do you, how do you get new business? You know, we, it's everything's word of mouth right now. And, uh, that's not what I want to be. I want to be out there more on social media and, um, uh, looking for clients that fit specifically. However, that message is important. You know, I already said I'm an anal. I'm anal. So to me, the message has to be exactly what I want. And that's been a challenge getting out of my heart and brain what I want to say. Yeah. Um, so um, we are doing everything at this point is all word word of mouth and somebody referring us to us. So we are not doing any uh, original marketing at all at this point, other than, you know, um, uh, we do posts on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Facebook and all that, but it's not specifically targeted marketing. It's just kind of general being out there and being social kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but we're, you know, starting to think about it. And I, I think accountants could be clients for us in the future. And I guess we're doing it right now. What I'm doing with you guys is just talking yeah. about it and just being real. So if you, if you could like, if someone was like, Andrew, Mm-hmm. You could crush your accounting, like destroy your accounting firm, get tons of like your ideal client, lots of e-commerce, be a leader in there. Or you could help a ton of accounting firm owners, like crush that, develop an amazing business, help them. What would you choose? I would choose picking helping the accountants because I feel like that helps more business owners helping more accountants. I can It can reach more people than you can doing it, helping clients. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the accountants. And here's the thing that it really sucks, right? Because everybody in accounting, most of the people I've ever met are great people. They are giving up their time to help other people and treating their money like it's their own. Like what industry does that, right? It cares people, that much. 
And they're great people. And then to be thrown into these situations where they're just being drowned in and not want to be in the industry any longer or or young people hearing about these horror stories and not want to be in the industry, it it bothers me. And by the way, it goes all the way back to the colleges, right? So you go into college and they say you're going to be an accountant. They teach you all the wrong things about accounts. All corporate, like corporate accounting, bonds, bonds. I don't even what a bond is, okay? And then they get recruited by all the big, big firms, right? first right so we don't even get the the higher end people they all go to these other firms for the resume building and all that and they get killed because they you know are at the firms they don't want to be in i just feel like the message has to change because we used to be trusted advisors accountants used to be amazing trusted advisors we still are but for whatever reason the message has become almost like we're a commodity and Mm -hmm. i i it bothers me so much when i hear that it just irks me that's why i want to help accountants yeah i'm like I've been thinking about this pretty much this week, just from listening to some other podcasts and stuff. We've got the baby boomer generation retiring, and we have kids that want nothing to do with accounting. Do you guys think that with people hopping into accounting, doing bookkeeping from home, really like setting up little solopreneur businesses, you see that as a a positive thing long-term or like I'm, I'm really worried about people not wanting to start firms and hire people. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have all these, we'll have millions of people just working for themselves versus trying to create teams. I agree with you. Yeah, because it's so easy. The the barrier entry to open up your own bookkeeping is none. There's no barrier at all, right? So it worries me. And you know, we've all been through running a bookkeeping business. So you already know all the pitfalls that those people are going to run into. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel like we come in to help these people run a business a little bit better so they don't run into those pitfalls and can grow these businesses yeah. into the ones that you're talking about, Jake. Yeah, but I worry about that fragmentation. And it's not a surprise that overseas is bringing more and more people to our industry. There, it's not a su- surprise, no. right? No. You know why that's happening. And you know it's this big, I don't call it the great resignation, but I would say it's more like the great- Great awakening? Yeah, or like terrible messaging. It's yeah. like the worst messaging. Oh my like, God. What does the AICPA do for us to take? There's an Instagram account called the Big Four, and all they do on their posts is memes about how much accounting sucks. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're just making how the how the fuck are you going to get someone that's following an Instagram to want to go in our industry, you asshole? Mm -hmm. Like, like stop Mm -hmm. it, stop it. Well, oh my god, and not for nothing too, just about people wanting to run their own businesses and everything. It's because. The way like family life, I know I'm getting totally off topic right now, but the way just like family structure is set up right now and people expecting people to not be flexible with their schedules, to not be remote, to not be able to work from home, like people still expect that from people and it's not feasible. If you have children, if you want to have any kind of, you know, parenting role in your child's life, like you have to have a flexible job mm-hmm. Yeah, you j- and it's just, it's not doable for most people. And that's why everyone wants to run their own business. Cause they want to be in charge of it, but you don't have to run your own business to be in charge of it. You just have to ha- find a firm like yours or like errands to work for and not deal with the kind of bad parts of running a business. Yeah. Amen, Kate. And that's what we say. I have people on my team that all have young children. I have ton- lots of employees and I tell them, that overall, on average, nobody's going to work more than 40 hours a week mm-hmm. throughout the year. Maybe there's a little spike here yeah. and there, but the reality is that's on average. And honestly, I don't care when you put your hours in, except for at certain times, 
um, of the week, you know, the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but the reality of the situation is I don't ever want to hear any of my people and they're probably listening so they can all hear this too or on this call <laughs> and, uh, tell me that they missed a child's event because no. because yeah. I've went through that. I went through it and you guys have gone yeah, through that. Yeah, that's why we're changing what? it. I grew up there are it. no emergencies in accounting. There are no <laughs> emergencies. I say this like once a week. Oh my God. Oh my God. There are mm-hmm. literally no emergencies in accounting. Those are literally. literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. to me, there's no reason why you should have to miss something. Um, and I have a, a, you know, a new person who's joining our team who ran into that. You know, they're joining our team. They're coming from a place where they said they were on call all day, all the time, all and all weekend. And on available call. Accounting. On a call said, for accounting. I said, who forget about her struggles, who builds a business that requires that? Yeah. Like, right. why would anybody want to work in that atmosphere? So to me, we cannot and will not do that at all. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's how you're going to track, like you said, Kate, the right people to join our industry. That's how we're going to teach other firms how to be like us. That's how we're going to build back the respect of this industry deserves as opposed to where we are this commodity now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, so. So I think for everybody listening, you could probably plan on hearing Andrew Berg a lot more with us because I honestly didn't, I knew you always wanted to help and want to form a group and stuff like that. We should have reached out, but mm. like, obviously we are, we have the same agenda and we want to help. So mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm excited about We're that. We're really like probably a lot more than you even realize. Yeah. It yeah, could yeah, be, yeah. it could be really scary. <laughs> <laughs> scary good. Yeah. Yeah. Scary good. Um, and um, what the hell was I just going to say? I don't know. I don't. Well, oh, it's already 102. Holy crap. Mm. Time flies. You're having fun, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I like, so I know we're over, but this is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I still like fully believe in like associate, like, obviously, we have this, we have our Facebook group, things like that. But I believe like still joining like associations like PASBA, member of PASBA, talk all the time, Rootworks, even if you could just get together with our industry. So like, just take a few days and just meet people and just chit chat. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, it's so awesome. Cause you don't realize how much you like commiserate together and you can relate to somebody in your industry. Mm-hmm. People, my friends always make fun of me. Cause I'm like, I'm going to an accounting <laughs> conference and I can't wait. So like, <laughs> so just like be part of the industry and help mm-hmm. each other out. It's just, it's just it, the value is immense. Even if they're not like hand holding you through things, I will mm-hmm. always say join associations. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, we met because of Rootworks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Love it. Great experience. Yeah. As yeah. you guys know, amazing. Well, we would not be here today if it wasn't for Rootworks. And, um, you know, I plan to look in the PASMA. I'm not a member at this point. I'm trying to weigh my options of what I want to do. I think I've heard some great things, but as you know, we have our own little group that we talk to on Slack and that group is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I think back to what happened during the pandemic. Do you remember pandemic broke out April, 2020 and all of the people in our group were like, oh my God, what do we do about PPP? And it was like, all of us going on. What is we all helped on? each other survive yeah. what was yeah. going on. And that yeah. was just amazing. And even to today, through the ERTCs and through everything else we do, that group is just so tremendous mm-hmm. in bouncing stuff off without worrying about that being judged. That's mm-hmm. part of the best part is, right? Mm-hmm. There's some people in that group that are just going to drop the F-bomb on you. And there's other people who are just going <laughs> to give you truth bombs and all that. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, and you're like a tax wizard. And I'm like, come on, Glenn, <laughs> I need, I need the answers, Glenn. Yeah. Talking to people in our industry is so important. And, uh, you know, some other people have joined, um, created their own group. So I look forward to talking to as well, who I think are doing some amazing stuff who all feel the same way as us, you yeah. know, yeah. about yeah. how this industry has changed. Um, and where it really needs to go to get back on path. And I just want to be part of that mission. It's, you know, before, cause I'm, you know, I'm in my low fifties now. Uh, I know I don't I like look, that low fifties. <laughs> I, um, I'm on a mission. It's just, it's, I'm wearing it on my sleeve right now to by the time I get the chance to retire or mm-hmm. change the model of business is to help more people be like us. Great. Well, yeah. we're going to talk next week then. I, I think did we do we just scary. create the more intense version of PASBA? <laughs> I think we just <laughs> Maybe. get Amy Knight involved and then we're yeah. <laughs> just everybody wears a Viking hat and you yeah. just fucking explode. Absolutely. For sure. Oh yeah. It's uh yeah, for sure. What were you going to say, Jake? I, I think accountants just in general have the best opportunity to have the biggest impact mm-hmm. on. Yeah business owners, just, just because of the skill set and what we're exposed to, just, Mm -hmm. we have to make a change. It just has to happen. Well, and there's so many facets of our industry. You don't like, like I, so John Haskell, if you're listening, I met him at PASBA. I made him be friends with me. You're welcome. I literally was like, you're coming to dinner with us, but he, he was a ranch owner. He, he helped ranchers. Like he used to do ranching things with ranch stuff. Now he owns a bookkeeping and advisory firm, not tax. He's really helping ranchers out. He didn't like, he didn't really have an accounting background, but he ran ranches and made them mm-hmm. more profitable and things like, so there's things out there that you can do that have nothing, like you don't have to do a tax return. So yeah. it, I don't Absolutely. think people realize that either. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. you just do the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. And you know, is- there's studies out there, right? Telling about what they, they, I don't know who does these studies and who they interview, but the studies basically say that all business owners, the number one thing they want is advisory advice, right? Yeah. So now- Mm-hmm. How do you give advice to your clients if you don't have any free time because you're constantly heads down doing work reactively? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so that's the number one thing, but yet you have no time to do it. Uh, isn't it only a matter of time before those people seek that advice somewhere else? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is what the service they're going to want. Yep. That's yep. Yeah. We see it all the time. Like this week is just so frustrating to me with the deadline. Oh. Like, this is just the worst. <laughs> me too. It's, it's just, yeah. Too well, long. unfortunately we have stragglers cause right. K ones are September 15th and those are other firms who produce those mm-hmm. that make us wait. And then that yeah. makes us get to this yeah. point. But yep. um, probably like you, we force us ourselves to have as few extensions oh, yeah. as possible. Cause I don't like working in the summer either. Yeah. And um, well, this COVID thing screwed us. Cause like we had to put people, we never put people on extension yeah, and that ERC and PPP mm. is like, give me a break. Mm-hmm. So never, no. Yeah. But yeah, this week is a very so frustrating week because it's like, Hey, where's that document at? You know? And by the way, we have a different internal deadline, right? So our internal yes. deadline was oh, yeah. like, was like September 20th. Yet here I am on October 14th with that one person who I'm still waiting on that one piece of information, wondering if I'm going to get it today or not, or if they think I'm working over the weekend. It's just, you're right. It's so, so frustrating. Well, it's it's because, and also they, the expectations that accountants set is I will work all weekend. Mm -hmm. We're going to be at our kids flag football game tomorrow. We're going to, we're not, we're going to be at the beach on Sunday. I'm not, not working. So yeah, well, good for you for building that firm and being able to move around. Obviously, you know, you couldn't move from Massachusetts to Florida. If you didn't have that type of firm, you couldn't have this podcast and this free time on October 14th. If you didn't build right. that type of firm. And I think that's the message for everybody. Out anyone there. can do this. Yes. 
is you, can you do have it. to have free time first. And the best way to do that is to remodel your business, mm -hmm. then do all these cool things with your free time. Yeah. And we have a course for that. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up, I guess. Um, this was awesome. I like love, this was a great conversation. I obviously we could talk for hours more about this. Um, we're really excited next week. We actually have Kurt Rickoff on. Um, oh. we're going to talk about generational accounting firm owner. Katie has going to have a really fun questions to ask. Cause we oh, both, I love Kurt. Kurt's awesome. Yeah, yeah, isn't he awesome. awesome? He's, he's really Kurt's awesome. Like the nicest guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt Patrick will be on in a few oh. weeks. Talk about culture. He's been in the like top 1000, uh, mm -hmm. hiring people. I don't know. Another awesome whatever. Guy. Yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. we're going to have a really good, another marketing podcast, another marketing episode on the 28th with our marketing agency. Like the owner, um, is BFF. Oh, is, he, is he coming on? I, I don't know if he is, but he's BFF with like Dave Ramsey oh, and awesome. things like that. So that's me. Another marketing podcast. Someone was just asking Carrie, I was just letting you know. Um, but if you're interested, if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not part of our Facebook group, you could join our Facebook group. It's owners and operations. The link should be in the show notes. Mm. Um, Andrew's around. He loves talking about counting. So I'm sure we can get his contact information in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are offering, we are going to offer a special as soon as um, starting the 18th for our, our first course. Um, we're getting $300 off where the price is slowly rising um, over the few months because we're adding more and more content and um, we're getting more and more feedback that it's, it's doing well. So if you are interested in a course and, you know, building a really good foundation and how we did this, how Andrew did this very similar, check that out. And this will be available on podcast by next Friday. Also, did you say, uh, if you just go, somebody had asked what the course is called. If you just go to owners and you'll find all the information right there. Oh, and we're doing a KPI workshop. We have two KPI workshops for your firm, staff, and departments. That's November 3rd, November 17th. We're limiting it to eight to 10 people per session. It's pretty cheap. It's only four, four hours. Um, you'll get some shit, you know, for the next year. It'll be great. So, I love it, man. I'm envious. I am so envious. No, you do. No, we're going to talk it. and you're going to, we're going to do, we're going to do some shit together. So I love I'm it. Gonna, I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Love That's it. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we just got, we just signed a lease for an office space. We can have a, so we're always in a different room, like a different background, like I said. So mm -hmm. we're going to have the same background now. So we're actually going to do that. So I'm excited. It'll be great. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I oh, thank you. Hours thank you. Too. I'd we're going to do it again. And love you guys. I yeah. love, love, love what you're doing. So thank you so much. Same. Thank you. Right back out. I would like guys. to have, what's her name? Meg. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, Meg's awesome. I would she's like awesome. to, I'd like to have her on too. That'd be cool. Wow. You talk about intense. That, <laughs> that could, that could be the, the, the match that lights the fire. Yeah. She's um, a totally different angle as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you put Aaron and Meg together too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's a hot shit. Okay. Well, oh, you guys yeah. are going to be recurring guests. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Andrew. Take Thanks, care. Have a great cool. weekend. Great to see you. Take Bye. care. It's nice to get to know you. Thanks. Bye-bye. See ya.